Out to center right, Travis and poked out ahead for Tarasenko. He's got stuff with him. Tarasenko shoots the Down by Manson, still kept in long wrist shots, and gets a shot, scores! Nathan Mack! rips it home into a wide open goal mount. Fires on him, Hughes, nice move in the line. Tried a shot, that was blocked, gets it again. Hughes puts it on goal, rebound, Hoblander scores! Nils Hoblander having himself a period, and he is rewarding with a Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Here we go, Saul 66 for December the 6th. Uh, minus three on the way into work today at the Stingray Studios here at West Edmonton Mall. Welcome to the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Another great day. It was minus three, only minus three coming in, but uh, looking for a high of plus four as the fabulous weather continues to uh, envelop uh, the capital region uh, as we've just got a couple more weeks before Christmas. But man, oh man, it has been outstanding. And does it ever feel weird to say that the Oilers are in action? It feels like it's been weeks, not just a a five-day break, but the Oilers finally back in action tonight. With the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in town, the Canes with a 14-9-1 record. The Oilers coming in with a 9-12-1 mark. But Carolina just 6-7 and seven on the road. Uh, keep in mind, it is a, a 7.30, a puck drop on a Wednesday night. So just a tad later, well, let's not say 7.30 puck drop. Let's say 7.40 puck drop. Uh, man, I wish they would finally fix that in the NHL. But... Did you know that at the start of last year, teams that had five days off or more come in with a record of 26, 16, and 6? That's pretty good. So not bad if you have a little bit of a layoff. I guess maybe teams are chomping to get at the bit. You always say rest over rust. But uh, in that case, the stats show you that, yeah, it's good to have a little bit of a break. The Oilers' penalty kill unit was Dino Mike JJ uh, going into this five-day layoff. Had 21 kills in a row before uh, Cole Perfetti scored in that Winnipeg game. So the Oilers' special teams are humming along in those four wins. The power play, 46.7%. Penalty kill, 93.8%. Of course, the big news yesterday was... All to do with Philip Broberg. Uh, Broberg, a healthy scratch. Six out of the last eight games. Reports coming out earlier in the day, uh, after we left the show at at 11, reports coming out, if you want to call it that, uh, were probably, if you look at the big picture, not entirely true, but contributors like Kevin Weeks and our Frank Saravalli uh, went on social media saying that the Oilers had given permission to Philip Proberg to give permission to Philip Broberg about what's going on with his future and the possibilities of requesting and pursuing trade opportunities. I believe Ryan Rashog would be the only one that would have, I guess, reported on this correctly. I think that's fair to say where he would have followed up and asked the Oilers and the Oilers say, no, we have not done that. 
But that's neither here or or there. The big, big part of it is now that it's out and it's made public, and that stinks because it just makes things so much more difficult for all parties involved, most notably the player. Now, if the Oilers were to choose to send Philip Broberg down to Bakersfield, what does it look like? Oh, you know, he went out and said this, blah, blah, blah. Agent said that. We're going to have to send him to Baco. It's a bad look. It's harder for him to gain traction here. One thing that you can say is that being a healthy scratch six out of eight times is not good. He is far better served to be playing and playing a lot in Bakersfield. He believes, the player believes, and the agent believes He's above the American Hockey League, obviously, by looking at what we have seen in the last few days. But look at, even when Chris Knobloch met the media on Monday, he was asked about Philip Broberg. He goes, I have no clue. I don't know anything about the player as a player. I don't know anything about the person as a player. He might know him probably a lot more off the ice because he's probably got to see him a lot more off the ice than on the ice for sure, being a healthy scratch six of eight. But it's he's far better served not being up here right now. He is the Oilers' seventh defenseman right now. There was an affordability where under the previous coach who had no problem going seven defensemen, 11 forwards. No problem. He felt, the previous coach, that that was a viable option. Chris Knobloch does not think that. He wants his pairings to have consistency. He wants his pairings to have um, uh, chemistry. It was bad that Philip Broberg had the the position that he was in right off the hop. I mean, that th- this was a bad position all around for Philip Broberg in the sense that the Oilers at the start of the year wanted him to play with Matthias Ekholm. That didn't work out because Matthias Ekholm wasn't around here. Then you get off to such a horrible start, and, I mean, everything's off the table. Everything is off the table. There was a game earlier in the season where the Oilers were in Philadelphia, and, you know, Flyers are a big, heavier team. You got Delorier. He's a he's a moose. He can, he can cause havoc on the forecheck. He's probably going to run over some D-, D men. Well, what happened that, that game? He injected uh, Vinny DeHarnay over Philip Broberg. From there, that's almost kind of where it sort of went downhill a little bit for Broberg being a healthy scratch a lot of the time. The one thing that I will say is that it's all about opportunity. Last year, Philip Broberg played 46 games. He's played 79, almost a full season in the NHL over his career. And we're going to get off the Broberg train here quickly, but It's all about taking advantage of your opportunity. Now, did he do that this year? No, he did not. Who has taken advantage of their opportunity? How about James Hamblin? James Hamblin comes up and realizes that every shift, he is one or two bad shifts away from being on the bench, then being in the press box, then being back in Bakersfield. James Hamblin has played his ass off here this season. He has been one of the most pleasant surprises. There's no question about that. Even Chris Knobloch said that on Monday. Had no concept, no clue about James Hamblin, but said he's been reliable, said he's been very good, chipped in offensively, hasn't made anything 
and he made many major poor, poor defensive mistakes. He has played great. He has been your perfect fourth-line center. The Oilers' defense core is pretty well set with the six right now. Philip Broberg didn't do anything this year to push that envelope. Did he do it last year? He hasn't been given the the affordability this year since Chris Knobloch came to push the envelope. Did he do it before when Jay Woodcroft was here? Not enough. So let's put some on the player as well. But at this point, being a healthy scratch is not good. Text coming in, one 401 All right, Harry. Uh, Broberg, what about Sinclair? Okay, let's talk about Christine Sinclair. Played her last game last night in... Vancouver at uh, the one nightly named <laughs> it goes from BC place to Sinclair place for one night only uh, but 331 appearances for Canada wonderful career 190 goals came out in the 58th minute there was 48,000 people that were on their feet cheering uh, no one has done anything for Canadian soccer like Christine Sinclair has in her career she has been an ambassador for the game on and off the pitch uh, she will continue to be that she had a wonderful career. No one, again, 190 goals, has that been done in men's or women's soccer. So big congrats. Canada over Australia one nothing in a friendly, but good to see 48,000 people in uh, BC place to watch that game. Uh, text one again, one eight three three four zero one. 1440. Uh, Johnny goes, not performing. That's all exactly JDP. Thumbs up. I don't know if he was talking or texting while I was talking. But uh, Marks is another example of why there should be no agents in hockey or any other sports. So much unrest between players and their team is just caused by the agents and their greed. The agent just wants to get paid. That's all this is about. I don't necessarily agree with that, Mark. The agent is always looking out for his client. That is his number one job. If the client's not happy, the agent, that's his thats his priority. Philip Broberg isn't happy right now. Would he be better served for in the AHL? Does he want to go there? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Stair Farmer, good morning. Broberg doesn't bring what the Oilers need. They need the big string body. That's why Vinny has got the spot. Hamlin has been awesome, plays hard every shift. Very correct. Uh, okay, well, Rick is Rick texts in and goes, Broberg, uh, the next Pugliarvi. The kid's been hung out to dry. Again, did did Jesse Pugliarvi not, was he not given a good opportunity to succeed here? I think he was. Broberg last year, again, played 46 games. I have a hard time believing in this day and age, and this is an old school hockey terminology by old execs, and I hate it when they say it. NHL defensemen, you need to find, they need to play 300 games to find out if they're an NHL defenseman, a solid NHL defenseman. Those days are gone. I don't believe that for a second anymore. Maybe years ago, but not anymore. These players that are gone when they're 15 years old to academies and wherever, and they are under professional care as far as fitness, nutrition, everything else, these players are ready to go, a lot of them, not all of them, and don't put them all in one basket. But if you're a top 10 draft pick and you've played 
the men's game in Sweden and you've played 80 NHL games, we should know a little bit more about where you are than where Philip Broberg is right now. Speaking of young, young players, man, the uh, national team, the junior team, the evaluation cap, uh, the roster was set yesterday. So we will talk to Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff at 720. Uh, man, this guy knows more about young players than anyone else that I know of because this guy scouts and he watches. This is his gig. It's all he cares about. That's the, the number one thing. Prospects, prospects, prospects. Stephen Ellis, the Daily Faceoff, joins us at 720. Our game of the day for St. Albert Dodge will be a little different. It's going to be almost games kind of of the day and weekend uh, because we are going to look at the 30th annual, 30th, I shouldn't say annual because they probably missed a game, the 30th Totem Hoop Classic and a remarkable basketball program at Ross Shep. So we're going to look at that, uh, talk a little high school hoops because we don't get to do a lot of it, but we're going to talk high school hoops at uh, 740 with our uh, St. Albert Dodge game of the day. Mark Spector at 8 o'clock for Roger Sportsnet and on the mark and Booster Juice. Anna Dua from the NHL Network will guest with us at 8.20. So, Duke, I, I was just kind of looking at Anna Dua. Something about Calzone last night with the the Hughes brothers. What? Okay, so if all Hughes brothers got a point, are they giving out? Were they giving out Calzones or what? Is that? I, I totally missed okay, that. I well, didn't see I this just, at all. I just saw the first thing because I haven't. We haven't had Anna on the show. You you've had her We've on. We've had her on Fantasy Frenzy okay. uh, previously. Yeah. So I mean, I was looking. I just checked her out when you sent me the lineup here uh, and, and printed off that the fact that she was on at eight twenty. So I was looking at this and there's something about the Hughes brothers. If every Hughes brother got a point last night, and by the way, defense optional. New Jersey 6-5. Uh, Jack got a goal and two assists. Luke got a goal. Quinn got two assists. So that means Calzone's for everybody. And if you saw the Seinfeld episode, you know, maybe Kramer's bringing the change in and paying for it. I don't know. Uh, Steinbrenner's favorite. <laughs> Needs Calzone's. Uh, remember, and then he threw the, Kramer threw the jacket in there and yeah. it, that was wafting through the vents. <laughs> also, last night in the NHL, before I forget, uh, how about the LA Kings? That's 10 straight road wins. 10 straight. That's a... NHL record, it ties it. They can go and bust the record later uh, this week in Montreal as they continue their road trip. But L.A., again, we talked about it at the start of the week. They are my number one team right now in the NHL. They got away with one last night. They were down 3 nothing after two, but got away with one. And uh, But the Kings, 10 in a row. Buffalo did it uh, a few decades back. Should ask probably Rob Ray about that yesterday. He was probably playing at that point. Uh, David Schlemko is our uh, co-host uh, from 9 to 11 for Cougar Payton Collision. We'll have our ski report. Uh, interesting uh, conversation coming up with Dylan Plouffe, uh, the U of A Golden Bears. Uh, one of uh, uh, three Golden Bears that will be playing kind of an all-sports all-star team against the Canadian national team. So uh, that's just to kind of set the table for the national team before uh, it goes off to Sweden and the World Junior Championship. Then uh, Hannah Yates uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, host and reporter as the Canes get ready for the Oilers tonight at Rogers Place. So when we come back, it is Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff will uh, touch on the National Junior Team Development Camp. It's happening this weekend in Oakville. That's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program. Um, you know, Jason Greger does such a fabulous job with his month of giving. And right after we talk to uh, Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff, uh, we're going to touch on one of the packages today because it involves a lot of things that I love doing. And it 
I'm going to be involved in it too. So it's going to be a, a package of golf at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Fabulous place. I've been golfing there for 20 years and Marie McCourt and his staff do a fabulous job. But we're going to get to that package and you can bid on it. We're not going to close the bidding this morning. Uh, Jason and uh, Connor will close the bid on the Jason Greger Show from 2 to 6. But we're going to start the bidding this morning and we'll let you know some of those details right after we talk to Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff. Stephen, welcome back to Sports 1440. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? We're doing great. Hey, and I hear congratulations are in order. You got engaged. Yes, you know, it oh. took eight years, so uh, that was some uh, slacking on my part. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's good it's finally happening. Wow. What did you have to do after eight years to convince her? Like, that's, that's a long time. At least at that point, there was no convincing. <laughs> it was, okay, about time. <laughs> well, I, if you say so, she was probably saying, you know what, let's, let, let, let's kind of draw this out a little bit more. I mean, I don't know if I can take this guy. Well, she she was ready five <laughs> five six years ago. I I was the one who was definitely a little slow on this. Well, congrats anyway. Uh, good for you and good for uh, what's what's your fiance's name? Uh, Josie. Good for you and Josie. That's great. Congrats. So, um, so she knows all about a guy that's got to be out bird dogging in the rinks and scouting and things like that. And you've done uh, that for a number of years here, and I'm sure you've seen pretty well all of these players that have been named to the uh, Canadian selection team camp for uh, this weekend in Oakville. So is there anyone that surprised you not on the list and maybe someone on the list that did? Well, I'm happy that this is in Oakville because I live four minutes from the oh, rink. Perfect. That makes that, that makes it very convenient. But uh, when you look at the the team, the one that stands out that wasn't there is Riley Height, and he's the top scorer in the WHL. So that one's a surprising one. I know he didn't have a great showing at the under-18s last year when he played for Canada, but he was also like he played in the WHL playoffs, got eliminated, and had to play in Switzerland like the next day. So that was a pretty tough situation for him to be in. Um, Granted, he didn't really show much at that point. Uh, Owen Pickering, a big defenseman that would have brought the six foot five size and the speed that this team could have used in that blue line, and him not being there was a bit of a surprise for sure. But uh, you know, I think when it comes to this group, it's they're definitely the one that's most impacted by NHL players not being able to play. No mm-hmm. Zach Benson for now. No Kevin Korchinski. Obviously, no Connor Bedard. Uh, now I got to wonder if Adam Fantilli will go. He's not playing a lot at Columbus right now. But mm-hmm. um, the players that would have been there would have made this the number one team to win. No question about it. Missing some of those NHL guys, uh, it definitely hurts. Newly engaged, Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Uh, I think around these parts, Stephen, Matthew Savoy, the uh, Buffalo Sabres draft pick, is the, well, the highest profile uh, guy from uh, Alberta, uh, maybe even across the country. What do you make of what you think he will be able to contribute to this team? Savoy could have been there last year, and I, I would have been very happy with that. Um, again, would have loved to see him play with Zach Benson, but he's got some opportunities to play either with Connor Geeky, his teammate on the Wild, or uh, have Macklin Celebrini be that guy that sets him up all game. So uh, I think that Savoy is going to be one of the most important players in this team. I know some will be concerned about his skating on the bigger ice. I think the, the one thing why they're training in Oak Hill is they do have the Olympic size ice, so mm-hmm. they can get used to that. But uh, I think I, I'm not too worried about him. I've, I've seen enough of him to think that. He's truly one of the better prospects in the NHL right now. Buffalo's got an absolute steal of a talent there. And this will be the tournament that I think really puts them on the map for more fans. What do you make of Macklin Celebrini in the sense that all eyes will be on him, Stephen? Yeah, especially when there's going to be no Cole Eiserman because uh, the USA didn't bring him to this tournament. But um, with with Celebrini, the, way, the numbers he's putting up in college, like you just – 
unbelievable, maybe one of the best freshman seasons we've ever seen. And we said that last year about Adam Fantilli. I think the difference was Fantilli was an 4 born, so he had an extra year of junior hockey in an 5 draft. But with Celebrini, he's an 6 in an 6 draft playing college hockey. No one else is doing that. So uh, the numbers he's putting up this year is unbelievable. Uh, I fully expect him to be the number one center. He could play the wing. He could do everything. Um, I think he can he can play with anybody. We saw that at the under-18s last year when he was dealing with a shoulder injury, and he still looked unbelievable aside Matthew Wood, who you know, some people might think might not make this roster after a so-so college start, but the, the, he's, you know, he played really well with Celebrini. I think Celebrini could play with anyone, but if they can rekindle that magic we saw at the under-18s a few months ago, that would be huge. But Celebrini, it, it, the good thing is like you know, a lot of Canadian fans don't get to see him a lot in, in college hockey. Mm-hmm. This will be the opportunity to see how good of a player he is. Yeah, I, I watched a whole game the other about two weeks ago. I was lucky enough it was on just flicking through the channels and decided to watch it, and I, I was impressed as, as I think a lot of people are. Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff is our guest on Sports 1440. What makes, in your estimation, what makes Macklin Celebrini the consensus uh, number one draft pick? Well, you just kind of look at he could do a bit of everything. And, you know, the first overall pick, it's very rare that we find, like, major flaws in this game. In this case, we definitely don't. Uh, he's just a great skater, so skilled, some great moves. Uh, always, he's willing to be flashy. He, he doesn't throw a ton of hits, not as much as Connor Bedard did last year. Um, but, you know, he's strong uh, physically, he's strong uh, skater. He's just kind of an all-around player. And, you know, when, when I've asked scouts kind of who to compare him to, and the two names that come up are Jonathan Taze and, and Sidney Crosby. Obviously, Crosby, one of the best players in the world, so that, you know, not a direct 100% comparison, but this play style, it's just, yeah, you don't get two-way reliability hockey smarts like that all the time. As far as goaltending goes, how do you see this shaking down? And can you touch on Scott Raslaff? He's a local guy from uh, just uh, east of here by Irma, Alberta, big fastball town. Um, how do you see things shaking down with the four goaltenders that are in camp? This is always a, an interesting position for Canada. Um, I think, you know, right now, if I had to pick the starter, it might be Mathis Rousseau if they're trying to go with a hot hand. He's playing unbelievable in the KMJHL this year. It might be the best goalie in the CHL. He's 5'11". That didn't really stop Devin Levi, did it? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, uh, and then you look at the rest of who was so good at the Hollywood Gretzky uh, two years ago. The argument could be made, you know, that Canadian team went out and dominated every single game. They didn't need the good goaltending. But he played well. He did as good as you possibly could have asked for him. I think that the Sabres have a good goalie prospect there. Not a big goalie, but I think he just gets the job done. Um, he can. He plays well when he gets a lot of shots. And uh, I think this is an opportunity here where he needs to have a big camp, I think, to steal that starter role. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is because he got Dom DeFacentes, the Winnipeg Jets prospect, who last year was probably the best goalie. Uh, in, in, well, he was the best goalie in the OHL and one of the best in the CHL. And he's had a bit of a rough year this year, but I think you know all three of those guys have a re- realistic shot at being the number one goalie. Like there's no clear number one favorite. It just like, who shines when they do the uh, the camps uh, next week in Oakville. Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff is our guest on Sports 1440. There must be something in the water out in Irma. Uh, Stephen, because we've got another uh, player, and Irma's not a big, big uh, community, but uh, Jagger Fergus uh, plays in Moose Jaw. Uh, what can you tell us about this young player? He's a little bit undersized, but uh, he's having a, a solid start to the season. Uh, does he have a good shot at making this team? Yeah, for sure. The Fergus Circus, you know, he was yeah. the top scorer in the WHL up until recently, but. Last year, just another great season. His draft year, one of the better players of the WHL. 
yes, you know, undersized for sure, but from a skill level, he can dazzle. And he's got a good personality, too. One of my favorite players I ever talked to, and uh, I asked him at the draft combine when he was in his draft year, it's like, you know, a lot of scouts will point out your undersized. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you get around that? And he said some words that I can't repeat. I'll say that. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, he he's he's very confident in his game, and I think that really shows through in the way he dominates. So uh, he should be if he's not you know might not be top six player, but he could be the leader on that third line if it falls to that. Like, that he's he could play anywhere in that lineup, and I'd feel confident because he's smart enough. Steven, do you think there will be a, a player or two that, uh, you know, NHL clubs will release for this tournament? You know, it's it's a good question. Uh, I, from the longest time here, I thought they were definitely going to be sending Zach Benson, uh, Buffalo, that is. And mm-hmm. um, I think he's playing too well that you can't send him down. And uh, even with Tage Thompson there, it's... He has found a way to stick around, but uh, now you got to wonder about Fantilli. The Blue Jackets team are not playing their young stars. You'll, you look at last night, and Juracek, Johnson, and Fantilli are all hovering around that 10-minute mark. So Fantilli, like, instead of putting him on the third-line center, it's a lost season. Let him go to the juniors. Let him win something. Let him be the leader. Last mm-hmm. year, you know, he wasn't that leader. That was Connor Bedard. This is an opportunity where there's no Shane Wright, no Connor Bedard, no Matthew Poitras. He could go be that number one center. I would love to see that happen. Uh, at this point, though, you know, I, 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 Columbus has been hesitant to do a lot with their young guys right now, so we'll see what happens. But he'd be the one I'd be keeping an eye on right now. Well, they, they can't mess up anything more than the, what they've done in Columbus. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stephen Ellis, Daily Faceoff, uh, is our guest on Sports 1440. Would you be able to describe the style of play that this team will play under uh, head coach Alan Latang, who coaches in Sarnia in the Ontario League, or is it... One of those instances where you're kind of finding your way as the tournament progresses. What do you see there? Uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. I think the one thing that stood out to me is this is going to be a quick team, very fast, very hardworking. Um, because there's less star power than you could probably get for this group because of the lack of NHL players, because there's no Riley Height, uh, I think they're, they're going to really be you know a, a team that relies on speed to get things going. They do have a big back end, a lot of uh, bigger players, uh, Maverick Lamoureux, six foot seven. Uh, you'll definitely <laughs> notice him on the ice. Uh, but uh, I think that you know the speed and the size will definitely be something that that prevails here. And when it comes to Latang, he gets everybody to work like mm-hmm. they're fighting for their careers. If you can get guys that are first line players having to fight every shift like they're a fourth liner trying to prove that they deserve to be there, I think that's a good sign. And that's what he does. You know, it feels like it's been because of COVID and everything else, but it feels like it's been a decade since the the tournament was played in Europe. Uh, it hasn't been that long, but what do you make of it just finally going over overseas to, and it's in Sweden this year? Yeah, like I, I was in Switzerland a few months ago for the, U, the U18s and mm-hmm. getting to see the European fan base up close was incredible. And the one thing that stood out to me was how many Swedish fans showed up for that uh, and how many Norwegian fans showed up. And I think having it in Sweden and having, you know, again, Norway, having their fans show up, they love to support their team. Finland, same thing. Uh, Slovakia fans are absolutely incredible. Like, yeah, I have a chance to have a beer of one of them. You're going to hear some <laughs> great stories. Um, Switzerland, again, those fans travel well. So European fans do really well. Uh, it's a smaller rink, so I think they'll be very loud every single game. Obviously, it doesn't help where, you know, out west, you're looking at Canada playing at like 6 a.m. in some of these games, but uh, especially on that, if they go to that gold 
medal game on a Friday is not ideal, but I think, you know, just for the game to continue to grow over in Europe, it's a mm-hmm. big thing. And it helps that Sweden is a very strong team. If I had to pick, it's like they might be the best challenger for the United States to win gold. And that's good when you want, uh, when you get the home team as good as that. Uh, Stephen Ellis, Daily Faceoff with us on Sports 1440. If you were to rank the countries, then would you put Sweden, USA, and Canada in a group and then go from there? Yeah, you know, a lot of people will point out that it's not Canada's best team, but, you know, they still have one of the biggest player pools to go through. They still got some of the most talent. I'm picking USA number one, Sweden number two, and Canada's number three. But, you know, last year I picked Czechia to come second. Mm-hmm. I would not rule out Slovakia making some noise in this tournament. And just the, the Russia situation? Yeah, obviously it hurts to not see them there, but uh, you know the team that's really benefited from that is Latvia getting into the tournament in Edmonton a couple of years ago because of it. But uh, you know, from a hockey perspective, I hope we get to see them back, but uh, obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen, thanks so much for this. Uh, you probably got vacuuming and dishes to do here, I assume. <laughs> I got a cat to pet and I uh, got some <laughs> hockey to watch, so it's, it's going to be a good few hours. All right, congrats on the engagement. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Thanks so much. That's uh, Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff, the newly engaged Stephen Ellis. So uh, congrats to Stephen and uh, Jose. Uh, as we talked about before we got to that interview, uh, Jason Greger and his month of giving is, uh, well, three days in. We're rocking and rolling, and you've heard uh, a lot of the packages that have been up for grabs in the last few days. So today on the Jason Greger Show, one of the packages will be the golf experience at the Ranch and Golf Ranch Golf and Country Club. Been golfing there, as I said, for many, many years. I golf every Sunday with uh, Marie McCourt and now Sean Piercy and the Wiz, Adam Wizzer. Before, back in the day, like 15, 18 years ago, we used to play with Danny Kepley, the former Edmonton Eskimo, every Sunday, which was wild, let me tell you, playing that round of golf. So this is the package. Ten rounds of golf at the Ranch Golf and Country Club with a power card for each round. And then, of course, you got the driving range before every round you will be able to have a round of golf for three people as well plus the 10 with head pro sean piercy who will get off his wallet yes he will get off his wallet and buy lunch and beverages if you've ever played or been at an event with sean piercy this is the definition of alligator arms he has not reached for a bill in the entirety of his life never but this time he will although i am quite certain it'll be put on the account how's that sound my account uh then the highlight of course will be one round of golf for two with myself and the gm marie mccourt now this is this has been one of the highlights where people have bought this package i've been told because we get into a few jokes we have a couple of pops and we enjoy uh, the fellowship and it is a lot of fun. So we're going to start taking your bet, your bids right now. 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440. If you'd like to bid on this package, we're not going to close the bidding this morning. Uh, Jason and Connor will close that on the Jason Greger Show this afternoon. But if you would like to delve into this package of golf at the Ranch Golf and Country Club, where conditions are always pristine, one of the most maintained, manicured golf courses in our city, private, public, whatever you want. It is top-notch, and you will not be disappointed. So if you want to send in a bid 
I don't know, just start the bidding off at whatever. Let's, Duke, do you have a number? I don't even know. Does Griggs, does he go, does it just start in or does he set a number? Is uh, it like an auction? You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know, what do you got? What do you, what do you bid for? I um, I know a couple professional auctioneers uh, personally. None of them are here, unfortunately. <laughs> and that is the benefit of this being kind of an online, almost uh, silent auction type bid because we will announce whoever is the leading bid at yeah. any time. But yeah, you can just send yeah. it in. And I think we'll probably just start it wherever somebody wants to because uh, Greg's doesn't have. Have um, anything listed in here? And, yeah. and like you said, it's going to be going. This uh, be selling this one off all day. We obviously wanted to get it started this morning since it does involve you uh, in this package with uh, Mr. McCourt uh, in that. What I certainly, <laughs> Mr. McCourt, that's his dad. What I certainly think would be an entertaining uh, afternoon or morning, I guess, well, if you so choose, of golf. But to be honest, golfing with Murray for four hours is an experience. I can only imagine it is, and golfing with Piercy is an experience too. <laughs> I could just see him going, uh, where, well, who's, who's uh, promo account am I going to put this under? Is it going to be under Wiz's or is it going to be under Murray's or can I squeak another couple dollars out of mine? I don't know. So here's a question for you, Kevin. Um, what are uh, like what are you shooting on any given, Terrible. Uh, any given I had Sunday? The worst, worst year of my life. I started out well. I started out well golfing last year. I was in the low 80s and then I was having trouble cracking probably 90, yeah. two, three. Not good. So if, uh, if let's just say whoever uh, does end up taking this package home, yeah. uh, gets out there on the court with, or on the course with you and Murray, um, uh, and maybe they're not quite as good. Maybe their, their best day is your worst day up okay. in the, up in those kind of low nineties area or, or even worse. I assume you'd, uh, you'd be comfortable giving, uh, giving some strokes oh, away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what's Murray shooting? Is he, is he like scratch? Scratch, yeah. yeah. Those guys. So I get to play with. They're all three. They, yeah. They're all seventy. If they don't shoot, if they don't break seventy, they're mad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so get those uh, bids in on that one. King of Fort Nasty comes in. I will start the bidding at five hundred dollars. Thanks, King. So uh, there we go. We there have we the go. Benchmark. Thanks, King. Appreciate that. So, uh, and I'll read your text when we come a little bit later in the show. King's talking about he was crying last night during the Christine Sinclair thing. Wow. This He's an is, emotional guy. This is somebody that has meant a lot to a lot oh, of Canadians. Oh, we all know uh, that. Be, be, if nothing, like, take away actually what she's accomplished um, on a personal level and on a team level, but just the longevity and the, mm-hmm. the difference she's made to the game um, over the course of her career. So a, a great send-off for her last night in uh, in Vancouver. And it is a, it's a, it's disappointing I, to see her wrap it up in, a, in the Maple Leaf. But now I, all I can picture is you and the King of Fort Nasty at the CBH in Fort, in Fort Sask. Just crying into your crying beard, just, into our, our oh, tankards. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, another that that maybe that'll happen uh, at a football game later yeah. this year when uh, when the Texans probably break my heart. So we'll touch on this uh, auction item as the uh, morning progresses. Thanks to the King, uh, the golf package at the ranch starting at five hundred dollars. When we come back, it is the St. Albert Dodge game of the day with a twist. That's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the game of the day with a twist. Brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Uh, Join in the holiday cheer. Help St. Albert Dodge fill their Ram 1500 with the toys for the Salvation Army. You can just stop in, say hi at the north end of St. Albert Trail and drop a toy off. Uh, I did that yesterday, Duke, and I dropped a toy off, but I picked up my Ram 1500. And as picked jo- up a toy of your own. I did pick up, and it is amazing. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been able to drive a vehicle such as this one. And, uh, I've only, you know, I just drove it from St. Albert home and then to work this morning. But um, 
as George Costanza said in that one S episode, it is a sweet ride. <laughs> so was he talking about John Voight's uh, LeBaron? No, that was the other one. That was the other one when he, when he was the bad boy. Oh, he was yes, the bad okay, boy, yeah. Yes. And he wasn't allowed to hang around with that. There was that blonde Elaine's, woman from Elaine's, Elaine's office. Yes. So, you know, that it was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks to Alan and Brad McCrory, Alan Wack, and then Anton helped me out fix uh, figuring things out, Duke, yesterday. And you know how bad I am. I with- was just about to say, I, I <laughs> sold vehicles for a couple of years okay. uh, right out of university. And... I did more than my fair share of explaining of uh, advanced tech to uh, some people who were, let's just say, not so familiar. So I can only imagine what that process was like with you yesterday. Anton helped me out for about half an hour. And, you know, some of the things I was getting, but it's, I'm not a high tech guy. You know, I just needed to find out how to, you know, start. Well, again, no key. It's something new for me as well. So uh, thanks to everybody at St. Albert Dodge for uh, uh, providing me with a, a Ram 1500 here and uh, really looking forward to a strong relationship uh, with St. Albert Dodge. So our St. Albert Dodge game of the day is with a twist because it starts tomorrow and it's a tournament. It's the 30th annual Totem Hoop Classic. And obviously this is one of the most prestigious basketball tournaments on the high school circuit. Uh, I mean, it's been going on for a long, long time. It starts tomorrow at Ross Shep. So they're going to be honoring a lot of, a lot of people. One of them is John Short. They're going to be honoring John Short, who's a big uh, contributor. And obviously Jason Greger, uh, kind of a mentor to Jason back in the day, 20 some years ago. Uh, also uh, Dave Young's, they're going to be uh, honoring Dave because Dave's been a big part of uh, this tournament. And we're going to welcome in Dave Young's uh, long time basketball coach at, uh, Ross Shep. Morning, Dave. Long time no talk. How are you? I'm great, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing just fantastic. Uh, how excited are you to be a, a part of another Totem Hoops Classic uh, starting tomorrow? Oh, the, the excitement's building up in our school. Uh, ben Feldman's done a good job mm-hmm. uh, organizing it this year, and and uh, it's it's ready to go. The kids are hyped up. So you're coaching along with Ryan Dunkley, is that correct? Yeah. A couple of years back, uh, Ryan came over to our school and it's been a nice way for me to kind of transition out and learned a lot from him and uh, I'm looking forward to finishing it off this year. So what was it like, Dave, 30 years ago when you were starting at this tournament and getting it going? And then obviously, you know, when I was at Global and ITV, we covered it a lot. So I've been kind of 25 years with the Totem Hoop Classic, but just talk about the evolution and where it is and where it can go, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, way back when there was a, a tournament, a citywide tournament called the CAFER, and um, the year I started coaching, they actually canceled it. And um, myself and a former University of Alberta Panda coach, Sherry Melney, uh, talked about we should have our own school one. Hmm. And we went to our principal and Kurt Lund at the time, and he said, we would love that. And we found... Uh, fantastic lady to be our chairperson and Sue Campbell who now lives in Mexico uh, but she got that thing rocking we had water park nights we had um, breakfast we had luncheons we had all kinds of things and uh, just kind of grew from there Dave Young's with us uh, on Sports 1440 as we uh, touch on the St. Albert Dodge games of the day. Could be tournament of the week. Uh, the Totem Hoop Classic gets underway at Ross Shep, the 30th uh, Totem Hoop Classic. So, Dave, you coached a lot of young guys over the years and uh, some of the, I guess, 
players that went on to some big, big things would be Steve Sir, um, Jermaine Buckner. Uh, but man, can you think about all the great players that have kind of gone through there, gone through Shep that you've had the ability to kind of, I guess, shape and mentor, uh, you know, going forward in their lives? Man, uh, there's there's so many. It's it's unbelievable. I um, I've been so lucky. I've I've uh, developed a lot of great friendships with uh, a lot of these kids, and I consider them some of my best friends now. Um, and it's not just the great basketball players. There's there's all kinds of kids that have gone through and done wonderful things, become doctors. Uh, um, it's it's just amazing the 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 profession of teaching and then coaching kids and getting that bond with them is just something you can't replace. That's the key, isn't it, Dave? Because you're getting these kids in grade nine and ten, and then you see, I guess, see them develop to being young young men that are hopefully going to contribute to you know our city, our society. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's. It's it's hard to fathom, to be honest with you. I, when I look back on Ben, brought out a lot of pictures of the old days, and mm-hmm. and I see Chris Horwood and Kelly Horwood, and and I was lucky enough to coach them, and and you just you just see how great these people are in our community, and and just to be part of their lives is is pretty special. And what about Shep? So 14 tournament wins, I believe, out of the 30. That's quite impressive. So almost at a 50% clip. So, I mean, the, the teams have been, you know, top of the game when it comes to uh, uh, the other teams coming in and challenging for this title. Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, you get to your home tournament and you get a little hyped up a little more than <laughs> usual and your kids tend to play a little better. They got the crowd in front of them. And um, so, I mean... Uh, that that plays a big part of it, and our student body is fantastic when they're in there cheering, and um, so it just makes for a great atmosphere, and it, it's very special to go watch a high school tournament, especially when the high, uh, home team is playing. Um, yeah, so and, and of course we've been lucky to have, obviously, like to some of the great players that you've talked about. So mm-hmm. makes it pretty easy for. Uh, us as coaches to win things. Yeah, one other thing, we've got girls and boys, obviously. So, is that correct, Dave? You're still yes. incorporating girls and yeah. So, just uh, touch on the girls' team and 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 what you're hoping from from the girls as well as the boys. Yeah, the girls' team. Um, they've they've gone through some a lot of ups and downs throughout the years, and um, right right now they're they're starting to come back on a uh, on the upswing. Um, they've got. Three really good grade tens. Um, actually, uh, Ryan Dunkley's daughter, uh, Hope, and uh, Ryan Ford, the MMA fighter, his daughter, uh, is there in grade ten, and uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna take that team to <laughs> big places. They're pretty good athletes. And one last one, I think, maybe the most important. You're doing the the Justin Wong Memorial again. Uh, just to touch on that, Dave, because such a, a special. Um, kind of a, a memorial and award, and uh, you're doing the things for the kids with uh, um, scholarships and things like that. Yeah, Justin. Justin was a student at our school, and he never played basketball for us. But um, uh, I just met his parents um, out of circumstance, I guess, and and they told us how important Totem Hoop was to Justin, and he he loved it, and that was a big weekend for him, and. 
and uh, they were uh, they're unbelievably great people mm-hmm. who um, uh, developed there. They wanted to do something, and so we developed the scholarship, and it's turned into two five hundred dollar scholarships mm-hmm. for. Uh, graduating basketball players, so one for a girl, one for a boy. Oh, great. And uh, we've been lucky enough to add in another alumni scholarship with that. So um, I, I don't think there's too many schools that have mm-hmm. uh, scholarships for their students when they graduate from their basketball program. Oh, that's just outstanding. And uh, everything gets underway tomorrow, Dave? Yeah, eleven fifteen game start, the girls play, and then uh, boys game start at one fifteen. Dave, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know you can't say enough about how much you've contributed to uh, you know all these kids over the the years at high school. Uh, continued success, and have a wonderful weekend. Appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you, especially all those early years, Kevin. And <laughs> yeah. and again, it comes down to John Short, man. That guy yeah. had a huge impact. You know, again, and so you guys will be recognizing John tomorrow morning as well. Definitely, uh, I actually have to give him a call this afternoon. So, <laughs> well, well, he deserves it too. So, uh, thanks for this, Dave. Have a great weekend. Great. Thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah, that's Dave Youngs from uh, Ross Shep High, uh, basketball coach, uh, 30th Totem Hoop Classic, and our St. Albert Dodge Game of the Day kind of tournament of the day, uh, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Uh, again, we talked about the holiday cheer in the Salvation Army, but, uh, you know, they've got 165 Ram, 1500s, all dressed up waiting for you uh, with an incredible 20% off MSRP. Big, big savings up to $14,000. Uh, give them a call at uh, Ram, St. Uh, Albert Dodge, at, uh, and check out uh, their website, stalbertdodge.com. Sorry about that. But uh, when we come back, it'll be Mark Spector and our... Daily segment with Spec. Lots to talk about as the orders get ready for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, but before that, time now for a sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. You can watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays, and you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.